Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. My name is Steven, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Go Charlie. Ahead. There you go. <laughs> and Isaiah. Perfect. All right. Today, we're talking about Sonic Forces, which is, believe it or not, the last Sonic game that we'll be playing that is a 3D platformer. Yeah. Very sad. Sad or exciting? Uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad. Change is a good thing. Look, Sonic's that's 30... the well, change is a good thing, but there really isn't that much change. I don't know if you can go from like if it's change to go from having a game to not having a game. I don't think that's a good thing. Well, we'll have a different game. We'll be playing Mario Party after this. Well, okay, yeah, but I, I guess like I'm talking <laughs> for Sega. Like the 30th anniversary is coming up. They have not announced a new game. Yeah, but that's because Sonic is dead. <laughs> Honestly. It... I feel like it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. Change is a good thing. So Sonic Forces... <laughs> <laughs> what what year specifically did it come out? Was it uh, like 2017? I think it was 2016. This is worth noting, I think. Let yeah, me, I've I got think the it page is. Up. Yeah, 27, you were right. Okay. 20, <laughs> 27. 17, not 27. The, the year of our Lord, 27. <laughs> <laughs> 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like super weird for me because I think this was the first major Sonic game that came out after I had left high school. So it's like, whoa. Yeah. That feels weird. And it still feels super recent because there's only been two games since and one of them is a fucking Olympics game. So Yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, and that's that's why I'm like upset about it because I'm like, so I, I graduated high school and this game came out and then I graduated college and that's been it. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing has happened. I went I went so much of my like like I'm used to when I was growing up, you would get three Sonic games a year. You know? Yeah, and like most of them would suck, but at least they were happening. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like there was constant Sonic news running, right? And obviously the Sonic movie happened at one point. But like we yeah, had the Sonic movie and Forces and and Olympic games and Team Sonic Racing. Yeah. Not in that order. Yeah, not, definitely not in that order. But, like, over the past five years, that's what we've gotten. It's wild. Yeah. It's it's very odd. It kind of makes it, it makes me sad, you know? Yeah. I think that for the purposes of our show, though, this is a fine enough place to cap it off. Yeah. It's an all right one. It, it's, it was meant to celebrate uh, Sonic's 25th anniversary, even though it came out the year after that, so. I mean, at least it didn't come out the year of a complete unplayable mess. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think I think they were like, "Hey, something happened a decade ago, and we think it should not happen this time, so we're gonna delay it." You know, the funny thing is, this isn't the first time I have talked about Sonic Forces through like an audio platform. I had a friend who was doing a radio show about video games. He invited me to talk about Sonic Forces before it came out. <laughs> like oh, it was, man. it was before I think they knew the Avatar was gonna be a thing. That's wild. And so people are like, oh, it's probably going to be Sonic Boom or something. because, And that makes sense because you do you use an like enter beam type thing. You use like a grappling hook. So it's not right. unrealistic to think that. But no, it was very far from Sonic Boom. That's for sure. Yeah. It was definitely not Sonic Boom. That would have been wild, though, if they were like, yeah, we're going to connect the two cannons. We yeah. have a, we have a so Sonic into the Sonicverse. Which is can... interesting because like... They acknowledge classic Sonic as, like, not Sonic from the past, but as Sonic from a different dimension. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like a weird retcon, but I guess you could write it off as saying, oh, well, because Sonic fed himself from the past, it has become an alternate dimension, and thus their brain has been rewritten to think it as that. I, I think that what's more likely is that like with every 3D Sonic game, they just soft reboot it again. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I just, like, you can't soft reboot every single game. They do. I hate it. Ever since Adventure 2, it's a soft reboot every time. Man, it's, it's very frustrating. I think it will be less frustrating when you accept it, and then just, like, look at the narratives as insular little environments that happen to be roughly influenced by decades of history that Sonic has. But, like, this game's narrative acknowledges that previous Sonic games happened. So does 06's. And, I mean, so does Generations as well. Yeah. If not narratively, then at least mechanically. Like, the only one that I think does a really good job of being an actual, like, solid reboot is Lost World, even though, like, it's very clearly influenced by the original, like, three Sonic games a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, it actually steps away from a lot of the weird bullshit that's going on in 3D Sonic at the time. <laughs> I mean, I do think that is the most successful soft reboot. I would be, as as much as I wouldn't adore the, uh, the narrative direction, I would at least appreciate the consistency and personally a level of quality that Sonic Boom or Sonic, uh, Sonic Lost World ascribed to. Yeah, I mean, I think Sonic Lost World did a very good job of being itself. All right, let's talk about forces. <laughs> let's well, get it out of the way. Let's talk about that story. So, hit us, Charlie. Sonic is running through Green Hill Zone. Charlie. Seems pretty business as usual, huh? Charlie. <laughs> and it has sand Charlie. in it for some reason. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Listen, I played this way earlier than I was supposed to, and like my brain has kind of forgotten a lot of it. Also, hold on a second. I need to I need to complain about this. This is this is completely unimportant. But I yeah. really hate that the sandworms from fucking Lost World are here. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I I saw them. I was like, from Lost World, that literally was a different planet. I know that's my problem. Anyway, that's it. I, I don't want to I don't want to harp on that too much. Well, wait, well, wait though. Like, <laughs> did, did I also the hate planet... the way they look. They look weird, and they, they, look, they also, look bad. They look even weirder in the context of, like, that place. Yeah, I, they look fine in Lost World because they were designed to fit the aesthetic of Lost World, but they don't fit the aesthetic of Sonic Forces. I wasn't too hurt by them because I was more focused on other things at the time, but... Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. I think it's yeah. weird that this was the way they... Steven was too focused on uncovering the mystery of why Green Hill was getting sandy. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was exciting. Did you guys did you guys see that and go like, whatever? I was like, I was like, man, I can't I can't wait for the cutscene to tell me what's up and then it's never addressed again. No, it's just it's just we're putting Green Hill Zone with a little twist and then, you know the little sand is kind of nice. It aesthetically looks pleasing. It's not as saturated. Like color, like the color isn't as saturated as it is in, like, say, Generation. So I'm, it did, yeah. it did visually look very good. No, I think it looked super cool. Yeah, but meanwhile, Eggman is planning to really fuck up Sonic this time, and <laughs> you know he ambushes a city, and Sonic gets there. He's like, oh, it's chaos and shadow and Metal Sonic and Zapfog for some reason, and then they fuck his <laughs> shit up, and Sonic dies. No, no, no. Okay, no. hold it, hold it, hold it. We need to talk a little bit about Infinite here. No, no, hold oh, on a second. Oh, right, Infinite, the new guy, the new furry. He, Sonic does pretty well until a mysterious figure who didn't show up in any of the promotional material shows up, and we can't see his face, so we don't know who he is, because we and can't we recognize him out, from the really. promotional material. <laughs> 
hold it. Okay, okay. But the thing I specifically want to talk about is just Infinite does this weird, and Infinite is this like jackal guy that wears a mask, and his mask is like half silver, half black, and he's got weird like wiggly spines on him. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than that, he mostly just looks like a Sonic character. But yeah, he also has the Phantom Ruby strapped to his chest. Remember that from the last game? <laughs> That's we right. Can get to, we, yeah, can that, was... we can get to that in a minute, but. <laughs> Just imagine like a really, really, really edgy hedgehog, but apparently he's a jackal, which I think is a neat choice for animal, but one way or the other. He teleports to Sonic, like flash kicks him, and then teleports into the air and like backhands him or something, and then he like just teleports like in front and Sonic is on the ground just dead. He beats the shit out of Sonic. Yeah, he just like bops Sonic hard. And the <laughs> city is not populated by these weird, shitty, like, 3D human models that look disgusting like in every other Sonic game. Yeah. It's populated by just, like, random furries that just look like actual Sonic characters. Yeah. And I think that makes it even more real when Sonic just gets his shit pushed in in front of everybody. <laughs> I do agree completely. I'm glad they were like, we're, it's, it's furry town that this, yeah. that this place is. Because that would exist in Sonic. Because otherwise, why is everybody a furry? Before, for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. To me, this sequence feels like it was heavily, heavily inspired by the Archie comics. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree, actually. Because, like, the idea of Eggman, like, actually getting the upper hand in a meaningful way is, like, very yeah. Archie comics. Yeah. The idea of, like, a group of freedom fighters working together against Eggman and having, like, a tiny little stronghold that is safe is, like, very Archie comics. Yeah. It. I mean, and they did. IDW did do, like, a prequel comic for this that explained more about Infinite. Yeah, you actually see him with his mask off, and like he's in a group of jackals that all look super neat, in my opinion. I have, I do have a huge problem with this opening cinematic. Um, well, okay, I have two problems of varying degrees of size. The first is they call Metal Sonic Metal. They just <laughs> well, call him you, Metal. If you had like an arch nemesis that was like, like you, but yeah, with if, an extra yeah, adjective, if, like, if it was a metal Isaiah, I'd just be like, ah, it's it's. I would say it's metal me, to be fully honest. <laughs> you would not, not if he had like kidnapped your friends and like murdered your family. You would not. <laughs> you would not want your name associated with that individual. That's fair. I guess it's more it's more convenient to call him metal than to call him metal Sonic. But like, like, you can't. Nobody, nobody in the fandom is gonna call him metal. They don't need to. You're like, this is in canon. <laughs> It just feels like we're trying to we're trying to take an old character. And we're gonna make him cool by giving him a nickname, you know? Uh, okay. I think that if that was the decision and that's how you interpreted it, yeah, that seems shitty to me. I think they were just trying to give Sonic a more collo colloquial way to refer to an entity that is like a bastardized version of himself, and yeah. obviously he wouldn't call him by his own name. That's you know what? That's fair. I'll I'll accept that explanation. Um, the the other thing is like. Chaos shows up and they're like, oh no, it's Chaos. The guy who earlier in our history, we we had a run-in in which he tried to destroy the world, but then he had character development about it and stopped wanting to destroy the world. But now that he's here, uh, we immediately know he wants to do evil shit. Yeah, but like the the validity of like those sequences in Sonic Adventure is pretty questionable and like <laughs> how much the people seeing those sequences understood about what was going on and like how much they reconvened and told each other about it's like very unclear so I can imagine if you saw the entity that ripped your town apart and he was with every other goon you'd be like okay this doesn't look good it's 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 funky to me because I'm also thinking like this this game is some time travel shit or I guess dimension travel shit right so like maybe this is chaos pre-character arc 
But then Chaos would really only be doing this if it means he can get the Chaos Emerald so he can destroy the world. He's not really interested in helping somebody else take over, as we see literally in the plot of Sonic Adventure. So it just, like, I don't see, I haven't beaten the game, but I don't see an explanation for his inclusion that fits within the, canic, the canon established in Sonic Adventure. Well, because it's not, like, actually him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a powerful entity that, like, they wanted on the team. And I, I just feel like, I don't know, it, like, why invoke him if you're not going to use him? You know? Do you mean like you were hoping that he would have another character arc in this? Like, no, like if you're if you're gonna have chaos in it, you should have chaos in it. Not a guy who looks like chaos and has powers like chaos, but has a different history, different personality, different motives, and like really like you want the aesthetic of chaos without willing without being willing to put in the work it requires to include chaos. I don't think that you're necessarily wrong, but I do think that you are scrutinizing forces more than you would, say, something like Sonic Heroes, which <laughs> well, does okay. the exact goddamn thing, like, three times. Hey, just to be clear, I don't like Heroes' as narrative. <laughs> no, but I don't think you scrutinize it as heavily as you did here. Like, That's you fair. should be scrutinizing Omega just as hard, because they <laughs> wanted to invoke Gamma without trying. I, at least with Omega, and this is this is a slim defense, but at least with Omega, it is literally canonically a different character. This is also canonically a different character. It's uh, I don't. They should He's they should wrong. call him they should call him like Chaos Omega then. Sure. I, Ice Chaos, like in but Sonic Generations. The, the thing is, he just like doesn't matter that much. <laughs> That's unfortunately true. The, his inclusion is clickbait. That's the problem. Okay, that's the case for all Sonic games, though. Yeah. Like, Sonic's inclusion in Sonic's game is clickbait. <laughs> but I feel like it's like, hey, you're going to be a lot more interested in the game if, if you know that Chaos is in it. And then we have Chaos show up for two seconds, doesn't do anything, turns into a puddle and leaves, right? But that's how everyone is in Sonic Generations, and you didn't scrutinize that. I mean... I, I kind of did. I felt like all the characters in Sonic Generations were really flat and uninteresting. Yeah. And, like, that but, that but, sucks. But you didn't get mad about Chaos's inclusion. You got mad about Rouge's inclusion. <laughs> you, were I, fine I, with the, you were fine with the Metal Sonic fight, and you were fine with the Chaos fight. At least in Sonic Generations, the bit is you are traveling to the point in time in which they are evil, not they are traveling to the present. It, it just they, it, they aren't it traveling, works though. differently. They aren't traveling. Uh, they're, they're being produced by the effects of the Phantom Ruby or whatever. They're not real. Yeah, they're illusions. All right, let's 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 move on. Okay, <laughs> thank I'm, goodness. I'm clearly not going to be able to move past this. Listen. <laughs> I, I think that the problems with the narrative are actually much greater than, like, what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, know. no, I I mean, yes, for sure. But I just had to, I just had to express myself. I have to say, I used to hate this story, but the more I realized, when I played this again, I realized... You know, I actually do like the story because it, it does still represent a little bit of what I liked about the old games, but it's still like it could be just nostalgia blind at this point. Say it's not as good or something, but yeah, it, that's I, it. Feels like it's being too serious. I don't know. It definitely feels like it invokes the Sonic Adventure era of self seriousness. Yeah, I I am trying to figure out why I don't like this game's narrative but I do like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2's narrative. I'm trying to figure out what the difference is. And I've got a, I've got a little Desperately, hint. desperately <laughs> trying to come up with an explanation that is not nostalgia. I was going to say. 
<laughs> no, I, I don't think it's like just nostalgia. I think that the, there are things Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 do better than this game. Yeah. And specifically, what I think they do better is giving you a setup. Because while I think that the first cutscenes of both of those games are practically complete nonsense, and they don't make <laughs> sense like in the context of like the things that like predated them, yeah, they do set up the stakes pretty well. Yeah. Like you get to you get to know that Eggman is involved with chaos and that chaos is a fucking problem. Yeah, he's the god of destruction. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> like they don't show you chaos for one second. Then he murders oh. Sonic in cold blood and yeah. then have a three year or whatever time skip. Oh, well, and and it's interesting too because Sonic Adventure Two does this where you start in media res. Sonic is already captured. He breaks out and the military is after him. And, yeah. like, they deliberately do that to make you ask why that's happening, to provide intrigue, and then you learn the stakes. Yeah. And, like, and those it, sequences are both done in ways that I think are not as well executed as possible, certainly. Yeah. And, and I think I think the, um, the scene writing, like, the cinematography, the acting, the scripting, is much better in Forces. Yeah, agreed. I, I think the writing overall is good, but I think that just the sequence of events and the sort of lack of in-between events and the presentation of the stakes is weird because it's very clear that, like, these big bad guys are a problem, but yeah. I think they go too fast from, like, things seeming relatively normal to the entire world being under Eggman's rule, basically. Yeah. yeah. Quite I, literally I zero to 100%. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like I, I think that the Archie comics do this better, and like Isaiah, you kind of suggested this as well. Where if you start with Eggman having already taken over everything, yeah. then at that point you're left to question what's going on, and that's mm -hmm. kind of more valuable. Like it's it's um, showing and not telling. Well, and it's it's especially it's especially funny to me. I'm gonna jump forward slightly in the plot, right? Um, so Sonic has been captured, and he's just been held and tortured for three years. Um, and then they're like, our resistance is falling. We only have one guy left. Uh, just, just some rookie, just some dude. He's some gonna, jerk off from the city. Some jerk off from the city. They're going to be the one to free Sonic. It's going to be their first mission ever. And then you do it and it's extremely successful. Like okay. just some dude gets a, gets a gun and, and like <laughs> breaks Sonic out of prison. I kind of completely disagree with you about what you just said about that sequence. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie, do you want to like more formally go over the plot before we get to that part? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're, my brain, you're, no, has, you're my totally brain no, my brain has been going when you probably talk about things I wanted to respond to, but <laughs> on the bright side, I finally found that fucking thing I was looking for earlier, so now I have my brain to be fully focused. Anyway, he gets fucked up. Then the Freedom Fighters. I'm just gonna call the supplementary Sonic crew as the Freedom Fighters. Yeah. They're like, oh man, what are we gonna do? We got this resistance army. Well we got this new recruit, let's send him. And then that's your uh your little your little your little persona for the game that you get to yeah. play as. But and Tails like I I don't remember if Tails with him or if he's just separated already but he's like, Oh what am I gonna do? And then classic Sonic shows up, Wow, you're that Sonic from another dimension and not Sonic's past. Okay, so Tails <laughs> is separated from the group um, oh, and he's a whiny game. little bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Tails. Okay, my problems with Tails, a million fold in this game. <laughs> Tails cowers and goes, Sonic, help me. He doesn't even yeah. have that sass he had in Lost World. Yeah. No, there, there's nothing, like, no no aspect of Tails has been built up in any previous entry is present here. He's not even that smart. He's basically yeah. classic Sonic's voice. Because he can't, because classic Sonic's not allowed to talk. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like the translator that he invented for the Wisps in fucking colors. That's what Tails' role is now. Not the guy who holds the translator, but just the machine itself. <laughs> but anyway, the rookie goes to save him with, you know, as you play games, you get to hear some banter from all the other characters, which is always nice. Uh, you yeah, say it's always none, nice. none of this is good vector. That's why it's called war. <laughs> that, that is a good line, though. Yeah, it's like it's less reminiscent of like Sonic Heroes or Sonic Boom, where the people directly next to you are being like, "Wow, my head's spinning." Yeah. <laughs> or like, "Oh, here's well, a button." No, it, it's more like the final boss of like Sonic Adventure Two or Sonic I, Generations. I think it's more like. Metal Gear Solid, where people will just randomly cut in and talk to you about what's going on. Oh, they yeah. do that? I mean, that's, that's a well, lot. So to be fair, that's a lot of video games kind of do that. In Metal Gear yeah. Solid, the game pauses so they can have that dialogue with you. Yeah. Uh, but I just mean the context of the things that they're saying yeah. have a lot more to do with the broad strokes of what's going on than exactly what's going on in the level. Yeah, like, they're not like, hey, watch out for that thing up ahead. They're like, oh, man, I when, when Sonic gets freed, I bet he's going to be really hungry. Yeah, and like I think that's I think that's more valuable than what is present in pretty much any other Sonic game. I I do agree, even though I don't super love the radioing in. Um, I do think it's much more valuable here than in previous games, especially in Heroes. Even though I think it's about the same amount of voice lines per level. No way, zero um, percent <laughs> chance. You are like misremembering Heroes because. They will stumble over each other heroes, to say stupid The heroes' shit. characters never shut up. Yeah. They never do. And it's always, but it's always the same, like, eight voice lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so it's definitely better in this game. We kind of popped past the uh, freeing Sonic bit, but, like, specifically... Well, no, I was about to get to that. Oh, okay. I thought... Because they send the rookie to go rescue him in the Death Egg, which is back for some reason. Yeah, but I specifically wanted to talk about, like, they don't send the rookie to get Sonic. They, they send the whole team to get Sonic, and the rookie's job, like, doesn't become super clear until they get there. Okay. Because oh. what's going on is they're using, like, I think they're using the rest of the team as, A, a distraction, and, like, B, they're the group that's trying to go and find a rocket to get off of the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah like, that's right. They find it in, like, chemical plant zone, which is snowing. Yeah. It is, like, the rescue Sonic sequence is, like, three stages long. So that's is it? that's cool. Yeah. Well, well so well, one of the stages is Sonic getting out. It's not, like, rescuing Sonic because yeah. he's... It's, it's the escape yeah. sequence. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, like, two levels of going to get him and then one level of him getting away. Yeah. Right. And there's a boss fight in the middle. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that real quick. <laughs> because, like... You're in jail, and Zavik's like, I'm going to enjoy punishing you, even though I'm a fucking illusion created by some whiny-ass bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And, which, it, it's, it's, they give him so much that, like, I hate it because, like, you don't really get much from the other, uh, like, villains. You mean, like, in terms of lines? Yeah, or just, like, action. Like, I, I can, har I'll harp around, like, Shadow, there's a reason for Shadow, and Metal Sonic gets his own fight, too, but Chaos gets the short end of the stick, and I'll, I guess I want to talk about that later, because it's not as relevant yet. Yeah, but, but, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Zavok gets a lot more going for him. But, like, yeah, they rescue Sonic, and, you know, Sonic has a nice little, his a nice little stage in the Death Egg, and there are also stages where you play as both of them, but that's not really story relevant, so I don't know why the hell I'm talking about it. I, I do need to express, this is the point in the game where I went, all right, okay, yeah, okay, all right, because they say knuckles says explicitly they've been torturing sonic for years <laughs> oh my god and you cut to sonic and he's just fine 
he's just like, oh, Zavik, you want me to you want me to kick you in the face? I can do that. Like, I have I have been well fed. I'm clearly very well exercised. I'm exactly as sassy as always. I am entirely unaffected by your torture. I think for the three torture, years. I think the torture is just seeing Zavok, and he's being desensitized to it at this point. <laughs> the torture is just having to relive the villains from Sonic uh, Lost World. <laughs> and because Zavok is just an illusion, his brain resets every time, and Sonic's just like, okay, yeah, I get how this works. Sonic is just fine. Not affected at all. He has nothing to deal with afterward. Like it's not like like if they were like they've been holding Sonic and he's he's kept in this weak state, but he'll recover after we save him, cause cause he'll stop being tortured and like we'll feed him and stuff. I'll be like, yeah, okay, it's a kid's game. Obviously, we don't want Sonic's trauma to be like a big component <laughs> of the narrative. But yeah. the fact the fact that we cut to him in a jail cell and he's just sassing and totally fine is so silly to me. It's also the wheel. The, the I was gonna say wild, and I was also gonna say weird. Instead, I said wheeler. <laughs> but the weird thing about it is that we have a sort of like precedent for Eggman kidnapping people and then just like leaving them in a comfortable box and feeding them <laughs> because that's what he does for <laughs> Professor Pickle. You know what? You're so right. That's so also he what he did for Elise. You remember Elise? Sure, but she's not relevant. Well, oh, yeah, she's but the I, one from 06. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Princess like, Elise, the human I, woman. Do not my, cry. My brain was like, Maria? No, that's not Elise. <laughs> Maria? No, that's not Elise. <laughs> Maria? You got stuck in a loop. <laughs> so, hey, so did Elise. Um, <laughs> I mean, at, I mean, once once Sonic gets back, it's just them like trying to figure out how to take down Eggman, and it's like causing a distraction at Metropolis, which it's just a big white city, but I'm like, I can't, there are little things that make me think it's supposed to be a Sonic Heroes reference, but it doesn't, but because it's so white, I can't even tell. Because it does kind of have yeah. like a, hec, a hexagonal motif. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I really think this narrative would have been stronger if, uh, it be, if the cold open was rescuing Sonic. Or alternatively, making rescuing Sonic something that happens uh, like five stages in. Agreed. Much agreed. Yeah. Because it becomes clear that you're already going to be able to play as Sonic again because they wouldn't make Sonic gameplay for the first level and then not have <laughs> it be the entire fucking game. Yeah, but it's also like like Sonic gets kidnapped and then the next stage is Rescue Sonic. And it's like, yeah. so we we all you wanted was the time jump where Eggman took over. Why not just start with the time jump? Yeah, it, like the biggest issue is probably just the pacing overall. Like yeah. the events individually could be exciting and interesting for people mm -hmm. who are like really into the self-serious side of Sonic. It's but because of like how slapdash everything is, you don't have any time to process anything. I I struggle especially with the stakes. Like it's it's really hard to take the stakes seriously because even though the things that are happening are self-serious, the the characters are like this is actually not that big of a deal. Yeah, and you don't have any time to sit in what's going on and how yeah. terrible it is. Like, like okay, I've I've figured out exactly the problem. They are telling you everything is serious, but what they're showing you isn't serious. Yeah, yeah, they're doing, like, all telling and no showing. Yeah. And that's, that is, is from the very beginning of the game. Like, as soon as it starts, it's all telling and no showing. Yeah. Although, I will say, um, Infinite, Infinite is actually serious in a way I think is almost extremely successful. Yeah, I like I like Infinite probably most out of anything in the game. Yeah, he which has, is unfortunate. <laughs> I I have a screenshot <laughs> well, saved. I want I'll elaborate on that. 
I, I have a screenshot saved, uh, which is uh, your the uh, the avatar character is in cutscenes. Um, God damn it! And you, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to bring it up. No, it's just like the meme of it is the thing. <laughs> you can you can make them look very silly, but there's a there's a sequence uh, where Infinite is being extremely dramatic and like he's he's like got the upper hand and he says shit like "Give in to your fear, flee screaming, and I'll let you live." And yeah. he's looking down on my dopey ass character, <laughs> and I'm like, man, Infinite, you're almost really cool. Are you gonna send the screenshot? Uh, I I have actually sent the screenshot to you guys, but I'll send it again. It Wait, almost sounded like you said gothy to describe Infinite. <laughs> he's a little gothy. Oh, just a tad. Is it in general? Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. I actually like <laughs> of all the things that you could do with your avatar. I didn't think the bit of this was like the avatar character. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I think the scene is cool, but suffers from the fact that your avatar character is in it. Well, I just think, what I mean is that you're specifically, he's wearing, like, the knight's head, which gives you, like, the two curling horns, and yeah. then the beat goggles, and, like, a face mask, is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, there's, like, well, because he's social distancing. Um, yeah, from his peers. <laughs> I guess I guess maybe the problem is very self-inflicted because there is no way to gauge any facial expressions from this. So I have yeah. no idea if he even if your avatar even emotes in the cutscene. Yeah, I mean I think it certainly takes out some of the punch that could be present, but like they I think emote, there's but what I wonder is what it looks like when you have the beady eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the game the game has a theater mode. If you go back and and watch the cutscene again after you've Recustomize your character. It'll be your current character. Yeah, it'll oh, be. Okay. Which I, th which I think is actually very cool. Yeah, I designed my created character to just look like Jet the Hawk from yeah. uh, Riders. So like the scene looked just fine to me. Yeah, that makes sense. But I thought what you were getting at was just like the gratuity, like the greediness of Infinite and his lines, <laughs> which are I think both funny and effective. Like. Infinite has extremely hardcore lines. Yeah. And everybody else is so goofy that it... I can't tell if it, like, uh, emphasizes the effect or ruins the effect. I can't decide. I certainly think that Infinite does enough right away to prove that he, like, is not just talking shit. That yeah. It, like, is functional for that purpose. But it's <laughs> like the true, rest yeah. of the game is just paced so poorly. And, like, the stakes are not made clear. Because no matter how strong Infinite is, it seems like Eggman is the one that took over the planet. And it seems yeah. like the only reason that was allowed to happen was because Sonic was gone. Because as soon as you get Sonic back, you just kind of, like, wreck shop. You take shop. the planet back, yeah. Yeah, like, all over the planet. And then the first fight that you have with Infinite, like, you just win and it's fine. I, I, I really want, like, specific operations. Like, okay, we have to break into the, this facility and do this thing and accomplish this. Uh, and we have a time limit. You know, I'm just describing uh, the, the dark section in Sonic Adventure 2. Yep. Like, when they when they steal Chaos Emeralds, there's, like, a, like a five-stage operation. Yeah, there's like a, an actual like insular story arc within the overall narrative of the game. Yeah, that's yeah. I think it it adds a level of tension to each uh, to each specific stage, and it feels like you're actually accomplishing something. Sp like there's a specific correlation between you doing the stage and the plot progressing. 
Yeah, it's not Whereas, like a little narrative dissonance thing. It, it feels more in this game like story happens, and then gameplay happens, and then story happens, and then gameplay happens. And the, um, like, intercom messages exist to remind you that the story's happening during gameplay without there necessarily being a direct connection. Yeah, that's... I think that's pretty much what how I would put it as well. I do think, though, that the classic Sonic stages actually do this much better, where it does yeah. feel like your actions directly relate to what's going on. Yeah. Mm. But the problem is that Tails fucking sucks in those, so they're not <laughs> fun to watch. This is this is me trying desperately to figure out why Sonic Adventure 2 is cool and good, and Sonic Forces is actually lame and not good. And <laughs> the just... answer is not nostalgia. The, the, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I... Anyway. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I don't... I, I'm losing my... I mean... I'm so sorry, there, Charlie. There, there really isn't that, because it's like, it's just them going around trying to stop Eggman, and basically classic Sonic and Tails are like one step behind. Yeah, yeah. they're like, they're actually interfacing more directly with Eggman, but yeah. they're not actually winning, so it really doesn't matter. I do... They, they I go do to Metropolis ca- to cause an extraction, and then they have to shut down a machine in Green Hill, or also maybe at... Yeah, they go to Green Hill, and then Tails and classic Sonic go to the death egg for some reason to disable it or something. <laughs> Yeah. It, I do like the A plot, A plot, B plot sort of situation that's going on. But if, if only the B plot people were cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why were there not, like, a couple extra other characters on, like, Classic Sonic's team? Like, I feel yeah. like that would have been cool. Like, we could bring back Mighty and put him on the Classic Sonic team, you know? Like, the whatever. Game, the game is also more brazen than any other Sonic game, where, like, the first time Classic Sonic fights Eggman, um, they beat him, and then Eggman is like, just you wait, in a couple days I'll kick the shit out of you. And then he leaves, and they just let him leave. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you've destroyed my machines. This would actually be the perfect time to like, like drag me out of my floating vehicle. And like, shoot me. And but like- instead I'm going to slowly fly away, and you guys are just going to stand there and watch. Yeah, which for Tails makes sense because he's a worthless spineless coward. <laughs> I feel like like the Sonic games have always been a little bad about this, but like usually there's some kind of justification for why they can't like why they can't go after him. Like in the I, classic I think... Sonic like in the old Sonic games it was just Eggman runs faster than Sonic somehow. Well he flies faster. Yeah. I guess there are actually a couple of times where he's on foot and he somehow runs faster than Sonic, <laughs> which is completely, completely unjustifiable. <laughs> But for the most part, it's him flying off in a vehicle, and he's, like, higher than Sonic can jump. But like, I think, like, the game that does it the worst is Sonic Adventure, where they constantly run into Eggman and Chaos. And, like, yeah. Chaos can slip away because he can turn into goo, but Eggman doesn't have shit. The only, the only like, really justifiable time I remember in Sonic Adventure is when they run into him, and he just hits them with sleeping gas. <laughs> and, like, there's not even a boss fight. He's like, you're, you're sleeping now. Get fucked. Yeah. Taking your emeralds. Yeah. I think it's a lot better handled than Sonic Adventure 2. Like, yeah. Because frequently you're not fighting Eggman, you're fighting like giant machines that are like managed by gun and they just blow up and die. Yeah. Or you're fighting people that you don't want to kill and there's other things going on and they're just more or less a distraction. Yeah, like there's there's a bit uh there's a bit where like uh Eggman and Tails fight and then in the middle Eggman is like, Okay, you can win this fight because I have shit to do, but next time I'm gonna actually murder you. Yeah, and, like, obviously Tails isn't going to kill Eggman in cold blood. Like, even for the Tailses in this series that are cool, like, yeah. none of them would murder Eggman. Like, every every fight always gets interrupted by something until it's actually the final fight. Yeah. And that that's really good, 
Yeah, I think it's handled very effectively, and I do think that here it's handled, like, much less effectively. Yeah. It, like, the only time I'm kind of fine with it is, like, I mentioned the first Infinite fight, Sonic just kind of beats Infinite, and he's like, what the hell, did you get stronger, like, in the three years that you've been <laughs> not eating any food and being tortured? And Sonic's like, yeah, look at yeah, me, I'm going that, fast. That must have been what happened. <laughs> it's like it makes no sense that Sonic got better in that period of time, but he did, and Infinite's like... Well, that's cool, but I don't really care. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm strong. I'm just gonna leave. Yeah, then I'll just leave. And it's like, like there's there's a kind of like Dragon Ball Z esque character like design there where he's just so so fucking confident that you're almost willing to accept his like just lack of giving a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's I think that they don't again build it up enough with the pacing. So it's like you fight Infinite. Or rather, you don't fight Infinite, but you see Infinite just push your shit in first thing in the game. And you're like, well, this guy's got to be, like, the final boss. There's no way that you just fight him six levels in. And then yeah. six levels in, you fight him. And the fight's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing. And, it's... like, the stakes <laughs> don't even seem high because you're just, like, running on a snake or a tree or something. Like, some tube. Yeah. And you can, like, run around it in three dimensions. And then you just hop over shit and slam into him. And he doesn't even directly attack you. And and I think I think I would even accept like mechanically you win the fight and then there's a cutscene where he like gets a sneak attack on you and wins. Do you know uh, what I would really like? Yeah. Is if you got his health bar to halfway and then at that point he turns on the ruby, teleports behind you and like throws you into a new level that you have to deal with. Oh, and then he absolutely. To manage his own shit. Oh, that would be so good. Oh yeah. yeah. Like you don't like <laughs> he he lets you get a couple hits on you and then he surprises you with the next level. Yeah, and then that's the final boss, and you fight that later. That would be oh, sick. Oh man, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I'm way down for that version of this fight. <laughs> Which is like kind of what happens anyway, because you don't like beat him, beat him. You just the health bar goes all the way down, and you're like, I guess I won. And then he's like, You didn't win. Like, See you later. <laughs> like narratively, Sonic is like, Yes, I beat you, and 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 Infinite is like, Oh no, you kind of beat me, but like next time you won't beat me. I'm gonna leave now. Goodbye. Yeah, and there's like nothing Sonic could do to stop him. So it's like, he, he didn't win-win, he just, like, Infinite was not expecting to get punched that time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a really, really bad way to handle the fight, I think, and it does a lot to take the punch out of Infinite's character that is, like you said, otherwise, like, pretty well handled in the game. And I think I think that, that sort of, like, gets to my point about the stakes of the game. Like, the stakes are high, and also everything is inconsequential. The stakes are, like, high and invisible. Yeah, like... The fate of the world is is at risk, but also like if you beat if, like Infinite is terrifying and he can kick the shit out of Sonic, but in a boss fight you beat him handily. But also after you do, it doesn't matter. He just leaves. Yeah, and he's not doing anything there. Yeah, like he just went there to fight Sonic, and then he didn't finish his plate. Like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Man, I, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Charlie, because before this recording session, you said you, you or maybe during the recording session. You said you were starting to like this story more, and, and now Steven and I are, like, trashing it a little bit. I, listen, <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about this game. Like, I feel like my opinion has gotten slightly more positive, but, like, yeah. I don't know where that is. Well, to, and it's To it's, show my hand a little, I like this game a lot, and I think that the plot could be exciting and interesting. So it's like, if you do the thing that you do with Sonic Adventure the original and you just rewrite the plot in your head the whole time you're watching it and make it better than it is <laughs> yeah i think that approach would really work for this game too because it's like the ideas presented are exciting and interesting it's just they're not handled in a very like well-paced way nor a well-thought-out way 
I feel like every time Sonic does something really good, it also has to do something really bad to compensate. Like, and that's true in narrative. Like, the narrative is well, like, the the uh, cutscenes are really good, and the scenes are even pretty good, but, like, the overall plot is not good. Like... You have to use your imagination, but also in a completely different way from how you had to use your imagination in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2's plot. Yeah, like, Sonic Adventure's plot is, like, paced in a very confusing way, but yeah. the individual character plots, like, the events happen in sequences that make them feel appropriately, like, impactful. Yeah. It's just, like, when you have to put the whole thing together, it's like, why did you play through the same story three times? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, two other stories the same exact way, and then Big the Cat is just there. And then, it's like, and then Big the Cat is there for some reason. Yeah, it's like, you have three stories, really. One of them doesn't fucking matter at all. <laughs> one of them is split up into two stories, and the other one is split up into three stories. So it's and like... And Sonic Adventure 2 is is the the most, like, the, the perfect example of, like, great plot, terrible writing. Yeah, because the pacing is fine. The plot events feel, like, as impactful as they need to be. The levels are spaced in such a way that, like, when you get to the end of a level, a cool thing is happening because you did that level. But, but the, the writing is horrible. <laughs> yeah, the writing is so fucking bad. And, like... <laughs> The the animation is not good either. Yeah. <laughs> Better than Sonic Adventure, but like not not as good as future games. Yeah, definitely not as good as Forces, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Forces honestly, Forces visual presentation, like we haven't uh the we don't have a space on our docket for the UI, but the UI is really good. Yeah, like the whole all of the design for like menus and the world map is like this globe that looks like it's on a like propaganda poster is like super cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the like pause menus are really stylized with like uh, a lot of like there's a lot of like diagonal text there's rotating stars there's a lot of like flashy reds yeah uh, it's it's really cool I, I really like the the feel of like the just like logo designs and stuff like yeah. promotional stuff for this game it's very cool and I and I feel like it fits it fits the narrative like it, it really like is cohesive with what forces is about yeah you know? for sure it, uh, it's like it, it's trying to take this approach uh, to like a like a military situation going on in the Sonic world, and it yeah. handles that in a way that like feels as self serious as it needs to, it's, and then th that goes to everything down to the UI design. It's like it's like military, but also like rebellious because they are the resistance. Yeah. So you you have almost like it's vaguely punk, like a little bit. Yeah. Very punk. I, I think it's it's <laughs> like. <laughs> So it's it's really it's really cool. I'm a huge fan of the way the the like UI looks. I like it a lot. Uh, did you want to go any further with the with the plot, Charlie? Uh, let me just say that like yeah, they fight Infinite, they fight Metal Sonic, they get to Eggman. Uh, Omega was like deactivated at the beginning, and then he got reactivated to help in the final fight, which I didn't even remember. I thought he was just like a corpse in the mo in the entire game. Yeah, because Tails says to. Omega's corpse, like, sorry, buddy, but I guess that's after he fixed him. Well, that was before he fixed him. I don't know, because he just he just appears at the end, and that's just cool fan service. Because oh, I love all these characters, even though you can't play them. And Shadow's also there. He gets to say, oh, I'm not that fake. I'm the tough guy that you always remember and love. He's like when Zabuza gets resurrected in the the Great Ninja War. <laughs> it's just like it's just the Team Dark is there for a bit, but listen, it's a game. I, I yeah. we we got way off topic and I just don't have the energy to try to talk about the story even I'm though so I'm so sorry. It's it's fine. I mean, it's well, just 
It's so, nothing to sneeze about. Like, it's just yeah. like every... It's like most games since, like, Sonic Colors, where the story is just there. Yeah. But this time, yeah. they try just a little bit harder. It... Well, it... Th that's the thing, is that the story isn't just there. Like, they don't... They want the story to be right. interesting and a core part of the game. Well, I they, think Charlie... Like I said, they tried a little bit harder, but it's still just there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like what you mean, Charlie, is just that the gameplay is wholly divorced from the story, like it is with things like colors and. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely try to make it a bit more coherent because you have a map, so it's kind of like Song Adventure 2, where you kind of have the idea of it, but it gets so cluttered with all the other things, and the map is like monochrome. It's not like you look at the Sonic <laughs> Adventure 2 map and you're like, oh, here's the. This is clearly a city. This is clearly a canyon. This is Prison Island. Yeah, yeah and you can like draw a line. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have lines, but you can connect the dots pretty easily, whereas this is just, like, cluttered landmasses with too much text, and you're not even sure where is what until you go to the Death Egg, or like, oh, that's a Death Egg, there are three stages. Yeah, the Death Egg is very clear, everything else is super muddy, and, <laughs> and it's weird because they try to tell you that, like, different stages are taking place in these sort of territories, so, like, there will be several different stages that are in Green Hill, and they all have different titles, same thing with Chemical Plant, and Metropolis, right? Isn't there one called Metropolis? Yeah, Metropolis is just the city area. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, city. It's not called... Oh, wait. There, there's Metropolis, and there's also city. So there's, there's a territory well, there's a called Sunset city. Heights type. There's like a Sunset-like city, and then there's Metropolis, which is more of an Eggman-themed city. Well, there, there are three separate levels that take place in... Or four separate levels that take place in the territory called city. Oh, it's just called... Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I thought that they were all called Metropolis, but they're not. There's only two that are called... Or four that are called Metropolis. Sorry, the, the way they're ordered is really weird, so I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on here, but... There's a territory for Green Hill, which several levels take place in, including one just called Green Hill. Always confusing. There is a Death Egg, and then there is Chemical Plant and City. I think that that's most of what it is, up until you get to uh, Metropolis and Eggman Empire Fortress, which are, like, the sort of in-game areas. But yeah, so there's like, a, like, there's like six or seven different territories, and then levels take place in each of those territories, which tries to create like a more cohesive world. But again, because that's all divorced from the plot, it just, I don't know, it feels like really, really disconnected. Man. Alright, so let's talk about the actual gameplay, you know, <laughs> since we've just been spending all of this time talking about the narrative, which is very important, obviously. <laughs> to me, it is. I mean, I think I think it sort of helps frame like the context in which you're doing things, and especially because the game thinks it's important enough to like have a lot of like effort put into it, you know? Right. Like it has a world map which is influenced by the narrative as opposed to like you could have just had stages from left to right, you know? Yeah, I I can see like why they felt that the narrative was so important here. But it does... I don't know. It's like we talked about last time. It's a little weird. But the way that you play the game... <laughs> <laughs> so this plays a lot like... Sonic Generations. Or, oh, boost gameplay. That's the term. Well, specifically like the boost gameplay is what I wanted to refer to. Right, but like it's... It's more in line with Sonic Generations because that was the last one. Which is funny because we had Sonic Lost World in the middle which was a completely different gameplay game. Well, and a million other like bullshits in the middle that of is one. true but like it's a as a quote-unquote mainline sonic game yeah. yeah but yeah there was a lot of bullshit that just filled in time so yeah 
I think that the presence of Wisps, however, makes it to me feel not like a sequel to Generations. Did Generations yeah. have Wisps? It didn't, it, it right? It had Wisps in the one stage it made sense to put them in, which was Planet Wisp. Right, I never got there, so that explains. I feel like this is generally a sequel to Generations specifically. And a part of that is just because it has classic and modern Sonic, like, in it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily buy into that. Like, I don't, to me it feels as much a sequel to Generations as it is a sequel to every other Sonic game, like, every other Sonic game is. I guess, I guess I would call it a mechanical sequel and not a narrative sequel. Does that make sense? Kind of, except that I feel like the modern Sonic level design, not mechanics necessarily, the mechanics are super similar because in Generations they were super similar to Colors, and in Colors they were super similar to the day stages of Unleashed, but I think that the level design specifically here is a bit different from Generations. There's not nearly as much precision platforming during 3D segments, yeah. so to me it feels a lot more like unleashed or colors where it's you're, you know you've got like some simple tasks to do and it's more about just how cool it looks and then the uh 2d sonic stages the classic sonic stages feel more like old sonic games actually felt to me than generations did i, I guess in terms of level design i agree but in terms of like Feel. The way, yeah, in terms of the way Sonic plays, and I don't just mean he has different physics than in the old yeah. games. I mean, like, I was specifically talking about the stage design. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think the way you are inclined to play as classic Sonic is very different from the way you're inclined to play as him in 2D, in in classic 2D gameplay. And I think it's. It's it feels closer to what the level design in Sonic Generations was going for, which is why I feel like this gameplay felt weird to me. It so I agree with Steven that the classic levels do feel more like traditional classic Sonic levels, but like the physics feel really weird especially when you're going up a slope and they in while like it has that base design, I feel like they're stretched out especially vertically more than they need to be, so it's like you might not get as much height as you'd like to because you didn't have enough momentum, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily like it, but to me it just felt a lot more like I was playing Sonic 2 or 3 during mm -hmm. this than it did in Generations. I think the it really baffles me that they made a level that is like both jungle and casino, but it like fits kind of <laughs> a classic Sonic aesthetic, but it's just still really weird. Yeah, it's it's simultaneously handled well and feels out of place. <laughs> um, yeah, this this game is all over the place. It's very weird. But yeah, you can play as Modern Sonic, Classic Sonic, and you can also play as a third character, which is your OC. <laughs> <laughs> so now you can join the battle with Sonic the Hedge. And the gameplay around the like is rookie the like, in-universe term. Um. I it's think just the, what everyone calls you. I don't know if it's I think the official term is the avatar character, um, but every character refers to your avatar character as rookie. What are the stages called? God, I don't, don't know. Don't they have like a title? I don't know. Anyway, the 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 rookie can <laughs> be like several different species. And depending on which species you choose, you get like a little mechanical boost. So some of the species I I don't remember individual effects except for the one that I picked, which was the bird, and that one gets a double jump, just like Modern Sonic. 
So oh, is it the bird that like, gets a double jump? I thought it was the rabbit. Well, I know so, the I know the wolf attracts rings. Yeah, and then one of them like keeps rings when they get hit. I think that might be the right. I'm I'm gonna look it up real quick so I have an understanding. Yeah, go of, for it. Um, another another starts with a certain amount of rings after they die. Oh, that's I hated that one. Yeah, I saw that it's, and I was it, like, why would you ever? The bird's ability is the only like interesting one. Yeah, it's the only one that's like valuable for the things that you would be interested in in a Sonic game if you had played a Sonic game before. Yeah. With the the exception maybe of the attraction attracting rings, but that's only if you like if you've decided you don't need the double jump. Because even though it's piss easy to get S ranks in this game, uh, <laughs> you still wanna like go for a score attack. Yeah, um, it's it's a weird situation. I don't think that the Avatar mechanics in terms of species were implemented very well. A lot of them just seem like wet farts, and for the most part, you're just going to pick the one that you think looks like the character that you liked. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I picked a bird, and I tried to kind of make him look like Jet the Hawk, which was damn near impossible, but I got close enough. <laughs> and the cool part of the Avatar characters, though, is that they have access to Wispins, or Wispons. I think it's Wispons. But no matter what, it's terrible. It's just a term like that's a pun on weapon, but it doesn't work at all. But they're really cool. <laughs> Wait, it is? Because, yeah, I yes, didn't even it's realize that. It's a pun that. for weapon. Because <laughs> it's wispin. I I see it now, but it never occurred to me. I I was offended by it. Because <laughs> I was like, I am too now. This word doesn't make any sense. And then I read it twice, and I was like, hate, pure hate. <laughs> But they're really cool because you can use like the shoulder button on like the PS4 setup. I don't know what it is on the keyboard, but you can use the shoulder button to fire your weapon, and each of the weapons do different things. So you start out with a flamethrower that just creates like you know a big spread of flames in front of you, and it pretty much just keeps you safe from any kind of enemy as long as they're directly in front of you. So it's not good for airborne things, but you can just clear out paths of enemies, which I felt really good about. Because this reminds me of, like, the only slightly fun thing about Shadow the Hedgehog, which is just plowing through a group of enemies in a way that you couldn't do in Sonic Heroes. Yeah. And then another one of the weapons that you can get is, like, electricity-themed, and it puts a beam in front of you, and you dash forward and spin the beam. So it's kind of fun to have that mobility on an attack. That feels pretty Sonic-y to me. And it wasn't... I was a little worried that it was going to launch you off of cliffs, but first of all, there weren't that many cliffs to get launched off of in this game. And then also, it doesn't shoot you so far forward that it becomes dangerous. So I feel like it's pretty much just right. And those were really the only two weapons that I mess with very much. I used, like, the UFO one at one point and didn't like it very much. So I mostly just stuck to, like, the electricity or the fire. So, yeah, to be pretty... fully honest with you, I never changed my Wispin. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not strictly speaking true. I got a Wispin which was the Fire Wispin, but it also has two extra passive abilities. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, so I'm equipping this. And then I got the the, uh, the laser one, and I was like, well, this doesn't have any uh, passive abilities. And the description of this weapon seems like it's less offensively good than the Fire one, which just literally kills everything in front of me. And things in front of me are the most dangerous thing to me because I am holding the forward button at all times. Uh, so the Fire Wispin, you just kind of like vibe and hold that button down and nothing ever hurts you. That is true. Um, I mean, I would say the Burst Wispon does have the most like offensive capabilities, but like there's also, you also get like to use the Wisp when you collect them. 
Yeah, that's the other aspect of the Wisp weapons. Yeah, so you've got Burst, which, you know, from Colors DS, it's just like, you charge the button, you hop up. You have the Lightning Wisp on, which I don't remember if it did this in Lost World when it was, like, introduced, but you you do basically do the light speed dash, which is what the hover wispawn did, but hover is another wisp wispawn you can get, which is just hovering, so they remove that aspect, I guess. Yeah, they do like a lot of weird stuff that doesn't like quite line up in my head. I also like when you get the wispins, I didn't think of them as the wisps but a gun. They just looked like really stylized guns that happened to have an ability that to me felt unrelated. Yeah. It's a weird integration. Thing they yeah. tried. It definitely feels funky because because um, wisps are in specific places in the stage, right? Um, but the different colors of the wisps are in different places. So, yeah. like, you can see, oh, hey, here's a spot where if I had equipped a different weapon, I would be able to use a different power. Uh, but I didn't, so I can't. <laughs> it, it To me, it felt like they were trying to make it feel like you could play as a bunch of different characters simultaneously. Yeah. And I think that it works all right. Like, I found the Wispins to be fun and interesting, but the problem is that much like with the different species of, like, avatars that you can make, it really just felt like I only wanted to use, like, the lightning and the fire. The fire was good for combat, and the lightning was good because the light speed dash is fun. Yeah. And then, you know, everything else feels kind of like, oh, this is cool. Back to the thing I like. Yeah, pretty but much. I, I do feel like the the creative character in this case is actually implemented like better than I expected it to be because I think I've mentioned this before, but I really don't like creative characters usually. Like I think that I would rather just see a unique character design that fits in with the world that I'm like interested in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I want my character's abilities to be tailored for a specific experience because I'm not a game designer. You know? Yeah. But in this case, because the abilities are, like, locked to two kind of specific areas and they're pretty clear options, I never felt like I was making my own mess, you know? <laughs> and I, I mean, also... Oh, go ahead. I, I will say, I think the the um, the species abilities are generally all pretty lame. I would have liked them to be more interesting, but I guess that's that's a, a nightmare to design levels around, so I understand it. Well, I also just don't mind there being a clear best option, because now it doesn't feel like I'm creating my own character. I'm just, like, doing the meta strategy. Okay. Because <laughs> that's actually one thing I was going to say that I like about the character creation menu. There aren't a ton of options when you first make your character. Like, yeah. It's mostly just what color do you want your Sonic OC to be. And you can have slightly different head shapes, but, like... Ultimately, the majority of the character customization comes from the clothing, which you have to unlock by doing various tasks. Yeah. So I actually really enjoyed that because right when you get to the character creator, it's just kind of like spit something out real quick and then play the damn game. I do I do appreciate the, um, the uh, workflow there because you're like, okay, um, I'm, I watched the cutscene. I played, I played Green Hill, which became Sandy halfway through. I did that <laughs> as Sonic. Now we're going to cut forward, and now I have to create a character. Uh, and this, in every other video game, this would take 30 minutes. But this is Sonic the Hedgehog. You're supposed to do things fast. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate that. It, it really didn't take up too much time. Like, I didn't feel like it uh, killed the momentum, you know? Yeah, it didn't um, feel like an MMO or anything, where it's like you just spend two and a half hours 
adjusting every individual like nose yeah vertex yeah. on your character <laughs> but it but it does feel funky that like so you create that character then you play a stage i think you play two stages and then there's a cutscene which is a flashback sequence where your custom character is in that cutscene um any any and and they look exactly the way you've designed them and then later in the game you just you just get to wear cooler stuff I can't decide if I dislike that or if I think that makes sense narratively that like flashback you was just way lamer than you are now I mean that I think coincidentally makes sense but <laughs> ultimately I don't think it matters yeah like either way because having creative characters and cutscenes is just a bad idea period I I generally agree yeah um <laughs> well and you... I I oh, feel like my my big problem with the the character creator is largely comes down to the fact that like all of your customization is clothes so the actual like body appearance of your character is generally not under your control like you can change what species they are but that only affects their head shape a little bit like it doesn't actually change their body type or anything like that well i mean um, there's not really multiple body types in Sonic unless you're playing Boom. That's true. Or Big the Cat. Mm, no, he's not there. Have you seen him? When's the last time you saw him? Sonic the last time you saw Big the Cat. Have you seen this cat? <laughs> Have you seen this cat? I hope not. Have you seen <laughs> they removed They removed his cameos in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's true. As they damn well should. But they, they put cameos in Sonic Secret Rings, but you wouldn't know because you barely played that game. That's also not Big the Cat. It's a different character. Yeah. I don't know. He's not wearing any funky Arabian co clothing. Maybe he's just he's a, not wearing a any naked period. character. Yeah, like, he's just a homeless guy that, like, got lost. Yeah. Well, that's how he got inside the book. I hope he does okay. I hope that guy, like, finds a supportive... Anyway. Oh, I, I think we'll be bitten. seeing him real soon. Wink. I hope he gets bitten half by a shark. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's a callback. Oh, okay. To the Valentine's Day episode, remember? Oh, oh God. yeah. <laughs> Check out the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, what, listen to our Valentine's that Day episode. That brings back traumatic flashbacks. <laughs> what did you guys make your creative characters look like? Um, so Whatever I, I wanted to be. I made mine a bird <laughs> because it was objectively the right choice, but I would have picked a bird anyway. Right. Um, I, I was very, very disappointed in what birds looked like. Um... So I like decided specifically. I decided to, to <laughs> I decided to equip the the knight's head thing um, to to create a different bird head shape. Uh, I also made my bird the same color as the knight's head thing, um, so it like it like fit in. That's pretty um, good. And I I gave my bird a mask because you know you got to stay safe in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, infinite pandemic, yeah. The infinite pandemic. Oh God, that's that's way worse. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, it's what happened in the game, right? Yeah, I I decided because because he was a because he was a freedom fighter, you know, um, it it made sense that it should also like I can do covering his mouth, but also covering his eyes. So I I got the um, uh, the goggles from Jet Set. They're just from Beat. From yeah. Beat, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to say beat and then get the name wrong. And then he's not a Jet Set character anymore, though. He's a fucking Sonic and Sega character. You're right. Oh man. Uh, and then for clothes, who even remembers? Didn't you have like eye eyes, like torso or something? Uh, absolutely not. Yeah, I was gonna say that's disgusting. That's the one where you have like feet, right? 
Well, I mean, you have multiple pieces to the costume. Oh, okay. You, you can but, get, yeah, like, I.I. Like, pants just, where you get monkey feet. You have, like, bare human feet. They're yeah. not monkey feet. They are not furry enough to be monkey feet. They're just bare human feet God, on a Sonic right. model. And it's disgusting. It's the most sickening thing I've ever seen. It's, like, cursed. It's cringe. It's terrible. Yeah. And hilarious. I did I did eventually get, like a like, a purple and orange sort of, like, outfit aesthetic. And, like, every time I unlocked something that was purple and or orange, I was like, all right, let's see what this looks like on my character. <laughs> the uh, Something I liked was you could get these, like, body coverings that gave texture to your character's model. Yeah. So, like, mine had, uh, because I wanted to, my character to look like Jet, they have one that's, like, just black spikes that are, like, wrapped around certain parts of your body. Mm -hmm. And that's close enough to Jet's, like, black flame thing that he has on his arm that I was like, that'll work. You can get a flame print shirt yes <laughs> true <laughs> I, I mean i guess you weren't really interested in that well there's a lot of neat little callbacks in some of the clothes like you've got soap like shoes you can wear yes you, i saw that you've got a t-shirt with like the ghost icon from sonic adventure 2 i don't know if you've got one oh, of those that's very cool you can get several like body prints that have like silhouettes of other characters like I guess mostly Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. I don't know if there's anyone beyond that. And obviously there's the quote-unquote DLC costumes that are just like, you know, those other Sega characters plus Joker from Persona 5. From uh, the, the film. <laughs> <laughs> but and then there was also that infamous DLC where they made uh, that DeviantArt Sanic a T-shirt. You could get like three or four different T-shirt colors of Sanic. Oh, yeah. I like how Sega's just adopted Sanic. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> it feels really like they're, I don't know. It, it feels like someone heard about Deadpool and thought he was cool and then just wanted that for all brands. Where it's just like, we're self-aware, isn't it funny? I think, I think from my perspective, it's more like, okay, Sanic, huh? That's a, uh, that technically belongs to us. <laughs> like... I guess we we'll uh, capitalize it for the meme. This is just mark. Sonic, but funky. We'll just release is, it along with Super Sonic. No big deal. That is legally speaking indistinguishable from our intellectual property, so we get to use it. I don't know. I thought it was fine in the Sonic movie, but in a Sonic game, it doesn't sit right with me, especially as a thing you can wear on your chest. I do. I do actually agree that I think I like it way more in the Sonic movie than in any Sonic game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, this game is supposed to be self-serious. Like, why can you wear a Sonic <laughs> To be fair, it was That's added, like a, like, a few weeks or month after the game's initial release. So it was untainted for a little bit. That's fine, but, like, it doesn't make it okay. It is, it is like, the eternal problem of this game is that it's very serious and also not serious at all. It's pretty wacky. But, uh, I, I think, like... Hey, real quick, guys, did we accidentally just make this the last part by really quickly covering up? Yeah, we kind of <laughs> went through the motions there. We, but that's we okay. were like Modern Sonic and Classic Sonic. I, I really don't want to talk about this game for another week. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to talk about Team Sonic Racing. In that case, on to the collectible. <laughs> Red Star Rings, they're back. What? No, they're, no, I don't want to start there. That To me, that does not seem like the right place to start. <laughs> So, the custom characters, like we said, you can unlock clothing for them, and the way that you do this is by completing missions and leveling up, 
so the completing missions thing is something that has sort of existed in other Sonic games, and it's mostly just an achievement system. So, for example, you'll have a mission that is beat, like, do they call them acts? What do they call them? Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think they, they call, call them, them stages. Oh, yeah, they do stage, like, 12. Okay, so it'll be, like, beat stage 1 with an S rank, and that's a mission. And if you do that mission, you unlock a full set of clothing, like a head, a, a shirt, a face, a, like gloves and shoes or sometimes it'll be like four sets of gloves i never had it be four sets of gloves i did like frequently i would be missing a piece of the outfit because i think you only get five things and there are like six things that you can wear yeah but you get like a smattering of clothing basically mm -hmm. and you you can do like tons of these missions there's usually like two or three per stage and then in addition to those sort of achievement based missions every time you beat a level you get like I called it experience, but they're mostly just points. They don't, like, level up your character or anything, but when you reach a certain point threshold, you get, like, a medal, and then if you get enough of those medals, they combine to be a silver medal, and then if you get enough of those, it becomes a gold medal. And when you get a gold medal, you unlock more clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And lastly, there are things called SOS missions, which pop up, like, I think they're just dailies, right? Yeah, sort of. But they, they populate your map, like, whenever you go to play the game, and you can do two or three of them, and if you succeed at the mission, you unlock more clothes. And those happen, like, at random stages, any that you've unlocked, and there are three different kinds of them. Two of them are mostly just beat the level, mm -hmm. but, like, while doing, like, while playing as your creative character, or while playing as someone else's creative character. And then the third kind of task is you have to look for someone else's creative character inside the level, grab them, and then beat it. I think they're randomly generated, aren't they? I thought that they were, like, from people online, but they might be randomly generated. Or it might be both. I always figure it's randomly generated, but... My guess yeah. would be that it's only randomly generated if you're not connected to the internet, because you can definitely play as other people's creative characters. Right. Yeah. Definitely other... And in fact, actually, in the main game, you can play as other people's characters if you don't feel like using your own. Which I think is a cool feature. Correct me if I'm wrong, you have to do these without dying, correct? Uh, yeah, if you die, the mission just goes away. What's the mission type? I think this is a daily where, like, if you complete a mission, your reward is that you get, like, an EXP multiplier for the next, like, hour. Uh, oh, that's the, okay, that's the other thing. Those are, like, dailies. Yeah. Those are, like, actual hardcore dailies. You only get one a day. And you can do them for, like, the next two days, but they don't. the effects for them don't kick in until the time that the mission is active. But it's, like, one of them is just beat stage three. Like, that's the daily. <laughs> so if yeah. you go and do that, then you get a 1.2 times experience boost for all the levels that you would do. And that lasts for, like, 30 minutes or whatever, for, like, however long they expect a play session to be. And those just make it so that getting an S rank is a complete joke when it was already pretty easy before. Yeah. I I honestly, like, when that happened, I was like, that only increases, like, the rate at which you level up, right? There's no way that actually increases your score, making it easier to get an S rank, right? The um, hardcore increases the score. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's wild, too, because so you can do up to three, you can do three days' worth of dailies in a day, but then you'll have to you know, wait three days to do that again. But the multiplier for that is 1.2, 1.4, and then 1.6. And it's funky because, like, the the um, the bonus lasts for 30 minutes and then 40 minutes and then 50 minutes. I could be getting some of those numbers wrong. 
but you have to wait until the 30 minutes are over before the 1.4 multiplier kicks in, which is a very, very strange system to me. Yeah, it's super weird. So, like, I can just wait an hour and then get a 1.6 times point multiplier. Like, I have to stop playing, come back an hour later to get that 1.6 multiplier. Or just yeah. play for two hours. Yeah, or you just don't do the dailies because it's so easy to get an S rank already. Like, yeah. you have to play the Sage well, but it's not like you have to play it perfectly. Yeah, I and think it, I got an S rank after dying once. Yeah, it'll happen. I mean, if you've got the experience multiplier, it'll definitely happen. What I like about... I forget which game it was. I'm, I'm sure it's multiple games. There's like a rule... Actually, I think this was Generations, where if you get an A and didn't die, it becomes an S rank. So an S rank means beat the stage without dying. And yeah. also get an A. And I, I liked that system, because in this system, you're like, oh, hey, so I, I messed up kind of big time, like I died, but also it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It's, it's just totally fine. And it's I think that it was designed to make it, like, easier for newcomers, and I don't think that's a problem, actually. Yeah. Like, I didn't mind it being easy to get an S rank, because I like going through these games and getting an S rank on every level, and there are no abilities that you need to get an S rank that you wouldn't have at the time of playing a level. Like, there are things you get later on that would make it easier, but yeah. it's still very doable either way. And it feels like... It still feels like an accomplishment, because you do have to, like, collect a lot of rings, and you do have to beat the stage fairly quickly. Yeah, you have to avoid getting hit when possible. Yeah, and you can also just ignore the dailies. The, they, I don't know why they put them in there. It doesn't feel like a Sonic system. <laughs> yeah, it feels real funky. Like, it the, it only interacts with the systems insofar as now S-Ranks are easier for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's very peculiar. And I think it's, like, fine. Because for the purposes of grinding, it's helpful. Like, if you treat it like experience and you want to get those medals, I don't know why you would do that. But I'm sure there's someone who would play this game and think that way. So that's for them. And also... Like, all video games just need dailies now because it worked for one game at some point. Yeah. I, I should mention also the medals, I believe, are tracked separately for the different species. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Because when I got my gold medal, it was, like, it it told me that I had achieved the mission that is get a whatever for the bird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I'm with you. But I never changed my species to... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, the, the, the dailies feel really strange. Not entirely unwelcome, but like it, they shouldn't impact your score. That just feels very funky. It's super weird. I wish this game was a little bit more demanding in terms of getting the actual S rank. Like I, I, I would like it if maybe if it was like the missions were to get A ranks and not S ranks, and A ranks are the current level of difficulty for S ranks. But then S rank is a higher tier, which is much more difficult to, to get. I think I follow, but I got a little lost there. Okay, so take our current S rank, make that an A rank. Take our current mission to get X S ranks, make it... Oh, I see. Okay, I see what you mean. I thought you were talking about having a slightly different difficulty setting that when you have that on, you can get an S rank. Oh, And no. the missions ignore that setting. You're just saying, like, adjust the goalposts. Yeah, I'm saying I want a higher tier of rank which is above what is currently S rank, make that tier S rank, and make our current S rank the A rank. Yeah, you want one that's just like, you did a good job, have a medal, that doesn't actually impact the gameplay greatly. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And that one should be the one that is much harder to get a hold of, so that way you have a, okay, so you did the level, you did, you did 
pretty well, so that satisfies the mission requirements. So excellent. You can move on fully satisfied if you want. However, if you're a pro gamer... <laughs> if you have too much fucking time on your hand. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that would be a good system, yeah. Because I think the A the A rank feels good to get, but the S rank... the Okay, so the, the highest rank in the game feels good to get, but to me only if it was not necessarily piss easy to get. You know? <laughs> If it was slightly demanding of me in some way, then then I feel good about it. Most of the stages, you have to not die, and you have to have enough rings unless you have the daily bonus active. That was my experience. Yeah. It was basically, if you don't get hit during the level, you'll be fine. And then if you do get hit, but you move fast enough and you pick up enough rings at the end, sometimes you can still quench it out, which I think is totally fine. But I do think that because of the daily system and the level design being pretty like simple in this game... Yeah. Overall, it just feels a lot easier, but, like, Charlie and I have mentioned this before, we just don't mind easy Sonic games. Yeah. I think that's fair. I don't mind... I just... I wish it was a little harder, overall. I feel that. But, I mean, I feel like the later levels have a bit of challenge to them enough that I guess I don't care that much. At least in my opinion. I think, I think I've kind of been spoiled, and I, I can't tell if I say spoiled in a bad way or a good way, by, like the game gear and like not not game gear the like sonic rush and and like pre that era like difficulty spike getting absolutely wild towards the end and it being sort of an incline up until then yeah it's it's weird and i know that that's like you know that's from an era of games where it has to be hard in order to like facilitate you playing it for a longer amount of time right that like hard equaled good yeah, which which I know isn't the case anymore. There are 30 stages in this game, which is nothing to sneeze at, you know? Yeah. Um, like, Sonic Adventure 2 had 30 stages, and 20 of them were bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that including bosses? Uh, no, that does not include bosses. Okay, I couldn't remember exactly how many stages were actually actually in there. Every, every character set has 10 stages. Um... In Sonic Adventure 2. I guess that's true, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if that's also true in Forces, where all, all three playable characters have ten stages. Uh, I'm not sure. There's kind of like four playable characters, though, because there's Modern Sonic, Classic Sonic, the Rookie, and then there's also Modern Sonic and the Rookie. Yeah. That's true, yeah. And I do actually... Modern Sonic and the Rookie... In the Rookie. Um, Modern Sonic and the Rookie, there was only one stage of that that I played, and I was like, this is excellent, actually. Yeah, I really like that. Because you combine the mechanics of Sonic and the Rookie, and it works really well. Yeah, boosting and then using all the weird weapon ability stuff is fun. Yeah. Oh, also, we should mention the Rookie has a homing attack, but it's very slow. Yeah. Yeah, it is different than Sonic's in a weird way. I think I think I like it because you're, you, you go like, okay, he can do this not as well as Sonic, and that's why Sonic is really cool. And then mechanically, you're sort of disincentivized from doing it, and you're you're incentivized to continue using your weapon, which Sonic doesn't have access to. Right. It, it makes it feel like they're different without making you feel sort of, like, abandoned when you pick the rookie. <laughs> yeah. Also, when, when the rookie drifts, they use their, their wispin, they use, like, a grappling hook along the, the, the wall in order to, like, make tight corners, which I think is really neat. 
Yeah, I really like the grappling hook, even if it seems like maybe we for decided not to put Boom Sonic in here or something like that, which I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but that is kind of fun to theorize about. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. They were like, we got this grappling hook mechanic from Boom Sonic, but... Uh, people hate so that. <laughs> people hate Sonic <laughs> Boom, so I guess we'll give it to Rucky? Well, I guess we'll just make them create their own character. If only people <laughs> played the 3DS games, we'd all like Boom Sonic. Yeah, if only. I, I could totally see like an alternate timeline in which Sonic Forces also has Boom Sonic. I mean, I think it makes way more sense than a creative character and two Sonics. <laughs> if they just went all in and like all Sonic games from now on, just add a new playable Sonic but keep all of the other playable Sonics, I would be fine with that just for like the hilarity. Yeah, so you've got classic Sonic, modern Sonic, Boom Sonic, and custom Sonic. Yeah, custom Sonic <laughs> as a playable character. That's true. Sonic, but he's wearing a shirt of Sonic. You've got, like, Sonic Battle Sonic, so he can't homing attack, but he can do literally everything else. <laughs> he, can, he can just punch the shit out of people. He can just, like, launch a shockwave. That's, uh, you, you've got him, but Drop you've also bomb. got Werehog, and those are, like, different genres of beat-em-up. Yeah. I'm into it. So, so uh, I, the last thing I wanted to say about the custom character system is that I actually felt like unlocking clothes was more incentivizing than I had anticipated. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Oh, cool. I'm glad to hear you guys liked it, too. Yeah, it made it feel like every time I did something, the game was like, "Here, have a bunch of shit." And it, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even care if I like it; I just like getting shit. The only thing that bothers me is that whenever I see like the exclamation point, I need to like search through my thing to make sure it's there, so I don't have to look at the exclamation point anymore, and I keep missing oh, it every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I do like that you clear a stage, and that's a mission, so you get five articles of clothing, and then if you get an S rank, that's another mission, so you get an additional five articles of clothing. Oh, okay, I, that reminded me. I was like, I thought that there was something in the game that was more difficult than getting S-Ranks and it was mission-related, and there is. You have to beat the stages incredibly quickly for one of the missions. Oh, it, like, yeah. The first generations, or not generations, the first classic Sonic stage requires you to beat it in less than a minute to get oh, man. An, uh, an unlock, basically. I don't think I ever completed any of the speedrun missions. Yeah, so that I think that is your... Yeah, maybe, maybe that's my S-Rank. I, I do, I, it's interesting, I think the reason that unlocking clothing is so, like, rewarding is just because you have so few options at the start, and then... Yeah, I think so, too. They, they make a very pleasant spectacle of, like, throwing new clothing at you, and you're like, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I might like this, and, like, the fact that you might like the next article of clothing, like, makes you, like, want to get more. Yeah, I, I think it actually works pretty well. I wouldn't quite call it a gotcha because I because I do think uh, their like specific clothes is specifically um, like mapped to specific missions. It has a gotcha vibe to it where you don't know what you're going to get, and that compels you to to get more. Right. It's it it has a similar like dopamine blast effect. But yeah. It's not as predatory. Yeah. It's it's I I don't think it's predatory at all. Uh, especially because if you really, really want more clothes, just do the daily mission and get a 1.6 multiplier, and then you've got S-Ranks for days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mobile games and your infection of uh, other games. <laughs> but the uh, multiplier does not get you the time, the, the speed run. So, it's like, it totally doesn't affect it at all, which is cool. Yeah. That is, that is nice. I think that's everything I have to say about the game, pretty much, though, other than saying that Infinite is cool again. I do think Infinite is cool, but I also think the game he exists in kind of isn't a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess this is thumbs up, thumbs down Sonic Forces, huh? 
But I mean, I I kind of feel like this is almost a waste of an infinite game. Like almost. Because I don't think the game is bad. I think it just doesn't it doesn't use infinite in the coolest way possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it I think it characterizes him just fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't think like this game is definitely not the best Sonic game. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel what like Sonic Infinite's not is. the best Sonic game. Sonic Pocket Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Pocket Adventure. Ten out of ten. IGN. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that answer is like it's almost a meme answer. Like pick the Sonic game that no one's ever heard of or played, but also like it's actually very good. It's a super fucking good game. Probably not the best, <laughs> but like of the Sonic games that I had never played before, and I turned it on, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is fun!" Yeah. <laughs> like that one is. Up there. The actual best Sonic game is Sonic Battle. The, uh, I, the best written one, definitely. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> okay, let's let's do thumbs up, thumbs down for forces. I'm a thumbs up, easily. I, I think I'm a thumbs down. I'm giving a begrudging thumbs up, but I think I enjoyed this game a lot more than I did the very first time I played it. It's, it's really right between the thumbs up and thumbs down for me. Because there are things I like about it, there are things I don't like about it. I think the core gameplay is... It feels less compelling to me than it did in Generations, and I can't quite articulate why. Because you played Generations already? <laughs> no, I think if I went back and replayed Generations, I'd be like, no, I still like this more than Forces. Well, no, that's what I mean, though, is that, like, you already had Generations, and then Force and Forces came out. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, like, Forces doesn't, doesn't do anything for the classic and modern Sonic to, to like, change it up. But I don't think it needs to. Like, I don't think that should be a reason to not enjoy the game. Or at least it's never been a reason for me before. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I, I can see the game feeling, like, worse than Generations in some ways, though, for sure. I might, I might describe this game as, like, all the individual components are, like, really nice, but it it isn't cohesive enough. Like, the pieces don't fit together right. I just, like busting through a level real quick and then getting a bunch of rewards for it and then doing that over and over again. Like, yeah. I think that gameplay-wise, this game, like, met or exceeded all of my expectations. Okay. I respect that. Uh, Charlie, where can you find us? Find me on Twitter at CharlieIsHorace, where I just retweet things and sometimes say something that I think is funny or insightful. I like how whenever whenever you, you plug yourself, you still have to be like, don't follow me. <laughs> I... Twitter hurts. This is what people love about Charlie. He's the fan favorite. That's he is the fan favorite. That's true. He's my favorite. I'm I'm borderline uh, nihilistic. I don't know. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I S I A H Games. There you have it. Yeah. Go go check him out. <laughs> Get good nights. <laughs> Fucking Bach by. We so the podcast can also be followed at No Spin Dash Zone. You can email us at nespendestone at gmail.com. Dude, you did the ad again. You did a double ad. Ah, dang it. I tried really hard to avoid it. You can send your emails to nospindestone oh, at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah. A little tongue now, a lot of emails later. At nospindestone at gmail.com. All right, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.